the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And uh, and, and, and that's just save as much money as you can, then conservatively invest that money. Now, we've got a lot to talk about on the show today. We're going to be talking about withdrawal rates for retirement. We're going to be talking about oil. Uh, a, lot, lot, you know, a lot of things are happening in the oil sector. We're going to be talking some about uh, China, some big changes in China, uh, and, and, and it, it, these uh, record low interest rates. What do you do? So we, we, we're really uh, – I, I want to get start on it right away. I came across a story this week on uh, by uh, about Wade uh, Pau uh, in uh, it, 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 PFAU. He, he's a uh, an economist, and he, he's done some work on, on withdrawal rates uh, of for savings for retirement. And and this is something that concerns a lot of people: is is, is how do you fund through for retirement? If if you look at the employment numbers, we have huge numbers of of, of people not working in this country. Interestingly, the ages uh, the age group fifty five <coughs> to sixty five actually it's about sixty five sixty sixty five their employment has been going up in the in this crisis uh, over the last five years and, and their employment numbers have held steady and actually been moving up quite a bit and and what we, that's a lot of people going back to work either because they need more funds for retirement and actually most retirement plans work better if you work a little later into life and, and, and also it's something that, that that we see a lot at, at max out savings advisors is Really, a lot of people just like to work, and a lot of people retire. They have plenty of money in their retirement plans. Uh, they're not worried about money, but but they they like to get out and do something, and so they'll they'll come up with a job. And and since they're used to working, now we have a problem in this country is that younger people aren't working and don't seem to have the work ethic that that the older people have. And I don't know if that's just being younger or if if something is fundamentally changing out there. That that. We're not real sure of, but 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 older people are working more, and the uh, the employment rate is dropping more among older people. And and I really think it's it's uh, two things. I think some of them need money, and some of them just like to work. And they're retired, they're bored, and after they played golf 
20 times in a row. Uh, they want to do something else. But but getting back to, to retirement income, in the, the original work on this was done by uh, Bill Bingen back in 1994, and he came up with the number a little over 4% uh, is what you could take out over time. And 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 he went through a, a number of of different scenarios. Uh, I I saw a report. Uh, I, I believe it was Fidelity did that. They were about four and a quarter percent. They run, ran a number of Monte Carlo simulations to try to figure out what what would be the best thing to 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 do for retirement. What would be the best income level for retirement based on uh, rising interest rates, falling interest rates, rising markets big corrections and and the numbers have have come in around 4%. Now two things here to understand. Uh one of them is that the the 4% is a level that you take out but it's also inflation. These numbers were inflation adjusted so you could adjust and grow your income. And this is one of the things in the world today the standard of living is is going up at the most rapid uh, time in history. Our standard of living is going up. In and 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 some of the actuarials have been just shocked how 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 our standard of li- how how long you're going to your age expectancy excuse me is it has gone up. And so we, we've used this a lot of times in the show. I think the numbers about a married couple has about a 25% chance. One of them lives to be 97 and a half. Those are big numbers. And, and, and so, but the, the, the problem with that is that that means if you retire at 65, you could need the money for 32 years. And so it, what seems like a really good income right now has to grow over time. And so it's important to have an inflation adjustment in your 401, I'm sorry, in your retirement program. If you just take out the 4% or you put in an annuity and get 4% a year out and you think things are being good, look, in 10 years, your standard of living is going to markedly decline. In 20 years, uh, you're going to have trouble making ends meet. And and so understand the importance of inflation. Inflation is never a problem now, even even in high inflation periods. Inflation is a problem five, ten, twenty years in the future, and that's and and we live in a deflationary world today, where really you cannot, where it doesn't seem like inflation's the problem out there, but but eventually inflation will be a problem, and so you want to protect against it. So. So so we have to understand we have to grow this money inflation adjusted. And by the way, let me give out that phone number. This is a live show, the Max Out Saving Show here in Houston. We're not some national franchise running running uh, infomercials all over the country. This is we're local here in Houston. It's 713-339-1070. And so give us a call if you have any questions about this. So so what working back around to to, to Wade Powell, what what uh, Boyd Powell, he, what he came up with was, is he, he, he came up with a couple things in his research. He said the 4% plus the inflation only worked in the United States and Canada. And it, it uh, which, which is interesting. And, and what that's telling you is, is the 4%, now that's 4% plus inflation. Remember, so it's growing over time, which means 20 years from now, or 10 years from now, you could be getting 40 50% double. It depends on what the inflation rate is. That only works in, in, in the U.S. and Canada, which is those are growing countries. So 
these numbers tend to work in growing countries, a unique growth. And the, and the other thing is it didn't work if you went into retirement and the market had a big downturn. And uh, and it also, interestingly, it didn't work in low interest rates, which is kind of the area we're in right now. Uh, and, but the, the fact that it didn't work in the, in, in the downturn really highlights one of the things that we have to understand with retirement coming up is, is that if we get a big downturn, your, your retirement could be in danger. And this is why it is so important to have a plan for risk management in your portfolio. Uh, and and I, I think this is something people sort of understand after 2008, but that, that's something we do a lot at, at Max Out Savings Advisors. We do a lot of work. Uh, we, we view there's a lot of risk in the market. And in, 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 in a world where you have very high uh, stock market in low interest rates, that's a pretty tough place to be because what, what, what we're dealing with is typically when the market sells down, if you have a big correction in like 2008, what happens is is interest rates plunge down and your bond portfolio goes up and, and it balances out the portfolio. You're not going to have that this time, so you've got to be able to navigate through that. And that's one of the real dangers to to your portfolio is what happens if you get a big drop in 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 and what uh, Ms. Frau is saying is he's saying look if you go into retirement and there's a lot of people coming up in retirement in in Houston now and uh, you have to understand that that it, it, you have to manage for your retire for your retirement against risk because if you if you start taking out the four percent and the market goes down fifty seven percent like it did in two thousand eight. Then, then, then you're really going to endanger retirement. So, it's, so one of the things I think we get out of his research is is it's important to have some type of of plan in place to protect some type of risk management program uh, to take care of your uh, your portfolio. Now, the the research the four percent rule really there they came up and this is Bill Benjamin came up with the original rule was it was basically fifty to seventy five percent stocks we we typically we're looking at about sixty percent stock forty percent bonds in in our portfolios, but you need that mix because one of the things as 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 things move over time there's always some asset class that's going to go up as others go down, so you want to have a portfolio that sort of balances that out. And, and and so that's the mess. Now, interestingly, he has a couple things. One of the ways uh, that that they came up with doing something was was to sit there and 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 build a bond portfolio and just spend the bond money as it comes in each year into the portfolio. Uh, and so, if you've got twenty, uh, you build the portfolio of, of twenty bonds, and uh, you you. Uh, you spend what what the what the bond comes in each year, and then plus you're getting your growth, you're reinvesting all your dividends back in. the The problem with an all bond portfolio is that if a big inflation comes in, you're really toast, and that's that's where that's where the real rub comes in. And, and and if you look if you look at places like Argentina, if and, and different in. And, you re, you really when you get the big inflation it wipes out the bond market it wipes out the value of the bonds but the stocks will explode higher and so that will sit there and and take help your portfolio move forward and, and this is this is one thing I think a lot of people just flat out don't understand about about the markets is 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 that things are always changing we've had an unusual period of really about 
five years where nothing has really changed. Everything's been kind of managed by the Federal Reserve. The minute there's a problem, they move in to try to stabilize the market. This too will pass, and when it does, I think you're going to be. I think you're going to see some real problems out there. And you know, I, I came through. I, I saw uh, Muhammad Alarian was quoted, the big uh, one of the big bond managers. They asked him what is, what his portfolio is in right now. And he said it's mostly cash. Uh, I saw uh, uh, over at one of the top traders at Jeffrey Gunlock's uh, uh, mutual fund. He, the top one of the top corporate bond uh, investors in the country, she made the comment that that, that it, it was the worst she's seen for risk-reward in the corporate bond market. And we've got a, a increasing rate cycle from the Federal Reserve. We have a, a slowing economy, and we have bond, and we have uh, bond yields, which are, are record lows, and then corporations have levered up. And, and so what you have to understand is there's a lot of risk out there. There's one of the top bond managers in the world saying that. There's another bond manager saying saying that, that he's in mostly cash. Julian Robertson was quoted uh, as, as you can see, a correction like 2008, one of the top hedge fund managers in the world. And I think there's huge amounts of risk. And so Understand the risk and diversify your assets and and manage have a risk program put in place for your portfolio and 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 I think going back to this research of how much income you can take out the, the number is four percent and and there's some questions with the low interest rates, but I think it's still close. I think maybe you back it down a little under four percent, but all, most of the research that that looks at this has come back with with the with the 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 model of sixty forty or something close to those sixty percent stock forty percent bonds, because they look at research from the depression, from World War Two, from the Korean War, from the fifties boom to the Vietnam War to the oil crisis, to the uh, to the inflation to the to the Federal Reserve raising interest rates to fifteen percent on the ten year under Paul Volcker to stop inflation to to the to the tech bubble to the crash in 1987 which is before the tech bubble and into the financial crisis where the where the financial system came close to collapsing in 2008 in all those things it was always something different and and I think that is the important thing to I uh, I want people to understand on this talk about income is is two things you can take out about 4% based on a number of studies uh it's questionable at these low interest rates, and you've got to be very careful now, so maybe you back it down to 3.75% based on a lot of stuff I'm seeing. And the second thing is understand don't put all your eggs in one basket, all stocks, all bonds, uh, all, uh, an annuity or, or something, because something could go wrong. And, and right now we have deflation. We could be looking at, at inflation in the future and understand the risk. And we're going to talk some more about that. But if a couple of things, if you need some help, by the way, we just sent out our, our, our most recent max out savings report writing about common 401k mistakes that went out this week. If you didn't get the report, drop me an email at Ted, T-E-D at maxoutsavings.com or go to the website, maxoutsavings.com and sign up. And let me know. We had a couple people that changed emails, and we didn't we didn't uh, find out about it. But it's a free report. We talk about everything from common four hundred one k mistakes. We we talk about uh, tax changes. We talk about our outlooks. Back in two thousand seven, we were we wrote and laid out the case for a collapse of the investment banks, and we explained 
why it was going to happen and what was going to happen. And no one else did that on Wall Street. And so there's a lot of good stuff in this report, and it's all free. And if you need some help, you can just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and sign up for an appointment. We'll show you how we manage our retirement money at maxoutsavings.com. By the way, this is a live show. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom49.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom49.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 49.com. Go to freedom49.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom49.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call here at 713-339-1070. We're just talking about retirement income. How much can you take out of your 401k plan at retirement? Now, we're talking about some of the – there's a number – there's the research done by some of the big in, in, uh, uh, brokerage firms out there. It's coming in about 4.25%. Uh, uh, Bill Bingen, uh in the landmark study uh, uh, back in the 90s came in with a, a number a little over 4% for, for retirement. And, and then for uh, Wade, Wade uh, Powell, is, he came in, uh, he, his number is under 3%. Now, what he's saying is, is he's looking at 3% is a better starting point in but that's inflation adjusted, and and I think that number is really probably pretty low. Uh, you know, we run into this with, uh, you know, I'm on some boards of, of some foundations and, and and different things. And in, in in addition to dealing with retirees that have to take money out, and and really the three percent number, I just I I really think is just flat out too low. Uh, most people can't. Most people don't have a retirement. Uh, big enough to use the 3% number. And I think it's low. And, and really looking at the at the Monte Carlo studies, which are simply, you know, running different scenarios one after another in different markets over time, uh, I think the number is probably 4%. And what is spooking people into lowering the number closer to 3% is these ultra-low interest rates. And this is something that we've talked a lot about on this show. The Federal Reserve has taken interest rates down to zero. And that that's 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 been a big problem, and, it, and it's a huge hit on savers and retirees. Uh, you know, I, I I think the Federal Reserve should have cut rates in two thousand eight. I think they did a good job, but this zero interest rate, 
uh, it's called a ZERP policy that the Federal Reserve has adopted, I think is just doing tremendous amounts of damage to our economy. And, uh, you know, to me, it's looking more and more like, uh, uh, you know, really, I'm beginning to wonder if, if, if you know, what they're doing. And, and, and there's a lot of the tremendous number of people out there uh, that are really very critical of the Federal Reserve. I know the Republicans are, are re- have about had it with the Federal Reserve keeping these rates too low because savers can't save enough money. People aren't getting any money in their their banks at their bank and their CD. And the Fed is talking about raising rates in June. Now, this is a big deal because they're going to start raising rates. We don't think – our research is saying I don't see a big jump up in rates. Uh, you know, over, over uh, the last 50, 60 years, 70 years, I, I think the average rate has been about 5.5% on the 10-year, 5.4%, somewhere in there. I, I think really right now you're looking at about 1.6%. I'm sorry, one point one point nine percent on the ten years. So I, I, the problem is, is there's so much debt built up in the country uh, that that I, I don't see it jumping way up. I think it's going to go up some. They have to do something in here, and, and there's a lot of pressure for them to start raising rates. Uh, and, and so uh, we we want to watch this. Uh, the other problem is with these low rates. Uh, it really, the damage being done to the economy because savers are getting aren't being making money. Retirees aren't getting anything on their CDs or their money markets. They're getting zero because of the Federal Reserve. And what's happening is corporations are are borrowing the money, and rather than investing in plant and equipment or hiring people, what they're doing is they're borrowing the money taking on debt and buying back stock. And this is clearly not in the best interest of the United States of America. And, and this this policy has really been promulgated by the Federal Reserve, which is what, what they're doing is, is if they're setting, they're set, they've set this up, they've set interest rates artificially low. And, and really, if you look at the, at the numbers, we're not getting the job growth after five years. It, it's, a, it's a failed policy by the Federal Reserve. It's not happening in and they need to get out of the policy. And 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 one of the problems they're running into is is the Federal Reserve has been way it, it, it's way too it, it, it's it's been way too generous with with the Democrats in the Obama administration. I, you know they really have been in in, in the in the Obama administration's back pocket. Uh, Janet Yellen has been meeting constant uh, weekly with with the people in the Obama administration, and when talk will hardly talk at all to the, it meets with the Republicans about I don't know maybe nine times a year, and uh, and, and so this is a problem. And and what's happened is is the Federal Reserve has said, and this is this is they've said, look, don't worry about the economy. We've got it, Congress. You don't need to. You don't need to cut entitlements, and and the government. You don't need to cut, cut back spending or reduce debt. We can handle this. And what they're saying is, is we can handle this. So we don't need jobs, and we don't need growth, and we don't need capital companies. You don't need to put money in plant and equipment. You don't need to put it in R and D and grow the country. The company. What we can do is, is we can. Cut interest rates to zero. We can raise asset prices, and when we raise asset prices, that's going to make the economy better, and that's going to, it's going to create hiring of jobs. And this is this is a radical departure. It's revolutionary, and, I, and I've said this is is 
this policy was started by Bernanke, not Greenspan, when he worked for Bernanke, for Greenspan. It, it, the policy that in, you can create an economy through interest rates and, and asset prices and instead of planting equipment and hiring is absolutely radical. It, and it, it is, is, is completely revolutionary. And this is, this is what they're resting their, their, their case on is asset prices have gone up. But you look underneath it and you go, wait, there's plant and equipment is not going up. Uh, you know, our, our, our fixed investment in the United States, according to the CIA numbers, was about 13 percent a couple of years ago. China was about 40, excuse me, 42 percent. People aren't investing in this country. Germany had a higher fixed investment rate than the, than the United States of America because we're putting all our money into into asset prices, into manipulating asset prices in corporations instead of, of spending on capital and equipment building plants and equipment, instead of hiring people, they're rushing out and engaged in financial engineering by buying back stock to manipulate their, and when you buy back stock, your your earnings go up. And, and, and so that's how they're getting their growth. And so, and the Federal Reserve is behind this. And, and the Federal Reserve doesn't understand what they're doing. And, and they'd like to pull back. And here's the problem with the Federal Reserve. They're, all their research, they go back and look at a couple of things. They look at Japan tried to, 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 to flood the system with money in the 1930s and it started working. And then they were forced to stop at the at the Japanese central bank and then the economy went down. They're looking at that and then Japan raised interest rates just a little bit in the nineties when they when they took their interest rates way down and then their economy went into recession again. And so the Fed is paralyzed. And and, and so what the Fed is doing is the Fed is acting like a central planning authority. And this and they have usurped power from the legislative branch in the in the in the uh, executive branch, when have you seen Janet Yellen get up there and sit and, and point out that, hey, look, look what's happening. Why are we letting our debt get out of control? When has Janet Yellen said to Congress, "What you need to work with the president and the president needs to work with you to get our entitlements under control? She doesn't say anything. All she says is we're taking interest rates at zero. We're raising asset prices up. And, and when people see the stock market and real estate's up, they're going to start spending money and it hasn't happened. And what she should be saying is we, we need to build an co- economy built on investment, plant, equipment, research and development, hiring people and in, in wage increases. That should be the report card of the United States, not what the S&P 500 is doing because it's manipulated higher. And it's not just me saying this. It's Bill Gross saying this. It's uh, it's uh, Muhammad Alarian. It's Ray Dialio, Richard Fisher at the, at the Dallas Fed, uh, John uh, 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 Paul Tudor Jones. I could go on and on with the with the most successful people in the world uh, that in the investment world, all saying exactly the same thing that the Federal Reserve is manipulating asset prices, and it has become a major concern, and it's endangering our country. So we'll end on that note. And uh, coming up, uh, if you got any questions or comments. This is a show about saving and investing money. And and our clients save and invest money. Uh, Our listeners save and invest money, and they they save a lot, and they build up. And we're not happy with these low interest rates where our our clients and people saving money aren't getting paid, and people going down to the bank and getting a CD are getting virtually nothing. And it's time that that people rein in the Federal Reserve. But uh, the... So so where does this leave us now? Well, a couple things. The Federal Reserve is now starting to hike interest rates. And and the problem they're kind of running into is 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 a couple things right now. 
We have worldwide deflation. This is why oil's gone from $100 down to $50, $55, $54. The, we also have a slowing economy in parts of Europe, in China, and in the United States. Our, 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 in the United States, our retail numbers haven't done well. Our, our industrial uh, PMI numbers haven't done well. And hiring hasn't done well for, for this year. It's been way under expectations, and earnings are expected to be negative for the first quarter. So we have a slowing economy. So typically, this is not when you want to raise up interest rates. And the other thing we have is the euro has been falling. The euro fell as much as 13%. So far this year, now it's backed up. I think it's down around 11% or something like that decline. But by the now that the dollar is very strong, it's not just strong against the euro. It's strong against the yen. It's strong against the ruble in Russia, in, in Brazil, the reality, a number of other currencies around the world. And and so the strength in the dollar is, is that the last thing you really want to do is be raising rates because it could cause an even bigger flood of money coming into the United States because these other currencies are falling. And so they're kind of trapped. They should have done this a year or two ago. So where does this go from? So, Ted, what has this all got to do with my 401k plan? I'll tell you. What we're really looking at is the Fed is beginning a, a tightening cycle in here somewhere. Either they're going to tighten, either the they're going to tighten. The only reason they won't is if the economy starts selling off quite a bit and the market sells off, then they won't do it. But they're going to have to start tightening rates. Do we have a call coming in? Or okay. So, okay. Anyway, uh, but uh, I lost my train of thought for a second. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. So, so what we're doing is is. Understand that the Fed is starting to tighten. The market's at very high levels, and a number of people out there are looking for the market to have a correction. And this is what you want to do now is is you want to sit there and, and, and really work to manage your 401k to prevent problems from happening. And the question you should ask yourself regarding your retirement, regarding your uh, 401k is, do I have a plan in place? And, and what is it, and where where do we go from here? And 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 I think that that is one of the real keys to going forward is what is your management plan? And, and we talked a lot about this. Is is uh, you can diversify the the way you manage risk is you diversify and and, and get into different asset classes, and then you, in those inside those asset classes you can go to different. Uh, as an example, stocks you can go to. U.S. stocks, you can go to foreign stocks. You can go to large cap or small cap. And so typically a small cap stock is going to be much more risky than a large cap stock. And, and, and so when you want to reduce risk, you move from small cap up to large cap. Uh, the It's the same thing with the bond market. In the bond market, we have long-term rates, short-term rates, and, and medium-term rates. And then you have international bonds as well. So if you think interest rates are going down, you go longer term bonds. And, and right now, uh, look, I th- I think if, if 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 what happens like we think, I think you see some weakening in here. The market weakens. I think short. I think medium term rates sell off some or drop, go down. And I think people are going to rush to safety of the treasure of the treasury market in here, and and so that that's that's where people tend to tend to go when they when they're concerned. So if you think the market is going to be in trouble. What you do is, or you you go into higher quality bonds. Junk bonds, 
if the economy slows down or 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 if there's some type of crisis, junk bonds are going to have a big sell-off because those are the reason they're called junk bonds is because the average the, the, the companies in the that own the junk bonds tend to be highly leveraged, which means they're very risky. Now, they pay a bigger yield, so people will go into and figure I can get six or seven percent yield, so this is really good. But the danger is is if the economy starts slowing down then, which it's doing now, then the leverage could get the company. And companies that become over leveraged tend to, to go down pretty quickly and the bond prices go down. So on the riskier side in the bond market, there's junk bonds and the safer one are the government bond market. So what you do is is you look at your portfolio. If you think, hey, Ted, you're wrong. This market's going up to new highs and it's going to continue to go up and I'm not concerned at all. Then you can take more risk with your portfolios. You can move out into junk bonds. You can move into small cap stocks. It, and so that's that. That's the key to, to manage risk in your 401k plan. A lot of times people think this is all about market timing. Should I get in and out of my portfolio? And, and I talk a lot about this in the fact that people – most people, it puts too much pressure on them to sit there, go all in or all out of a market. And so if you do it in stages, oh, I'm a little worried about the market. Let's raise a little cash in here. Let's increase my cash levels another 10% or I'm going to move from longer term bonds to shorter term bonds or I'm going to get out of my my biotech mutual fund that's been so hot and I'm going to go into something a little bit more conservative. And, and that's how you sort of manage the risk. Let's see here. We've got Larry on the phone. Let's see what Larry's got to say. Hello, Larry. Larry? Oh, we lost Larry. Larry, give us a call back. Uh, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. And let's go to a quick break here and be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. We've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets recently. Do you have a plan in place to protect your retirement? Max Out Savings can lead you through these troubling times so you can enjoy your retirement. Retirement should be a time to follow your dreams, not to worry about your investments. Let Max Out Savings be your retirement partner. Set up an appointment with us at MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Or call us at 713-627-0400. That's 713-627-0400. Hi, this is Sam Malone for Ability Tree Experts. The best, Louis Flory, great friend of mine, licensed arborist, third generation in the family, over 30 years taking care of trees. That's what they do. Ability Tree Experts, they make sure your trees are properly pruned, make sure the upper canopy is cleaned out. They also make sure that there's no insect or disease problems on your trees because they are valuable. They are beautiful, very expensive to replace. And a tree can be in distress for several months. You'd never know. But you know what? Lewis knows. Call 281-441-4179. That's the number I call. I'm a customer. Or go online. Ability Tree Experts' website is abilitytrees.com. You get a free feeding with every tree pruned. And you know what? You never know when the next storm is going to hit. So get those trees professionally pruned by Ability Tree Experts, Houston's leading tree care professional. Online. AbilityTrees.com AbilityTrees.com 
How is pulmonary hypertension like a zebra? Doctors are taught when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras. They associate common symptoms with common ailments. Sometimes it's asthma, COPD, sleep apnea, obesity. But sometimes it's pH. The next time you hear hoofbeats, consider pulmonary hypertension. To learn more, visit sometimesitsph.org. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. If you've got a question or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We've got a call from Larry. Hey, Larry, how are you doing? Hi, can you hear me now? Yes, huh? <laughs> Great. Hey, I was... You're, you just made the comment a few moments ago about how the Federal Reserve is actually usurping government authority by the actions that they're taking. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a central tenet from uh, Ludwig von Mises and his Mises Institute, and uh, one of the big reasons that he gives for not having a Fed in the first place. Really? But, that's... Yes. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, besides allowing our government to spend recklessly, how else are these low interest rates? Uh, damaging the economy, that and the fact that I can't save. Yeah, uh, it's actually a number of things. It's I, I look. I think it's bringing on too much capacity around the world because, because if there's infinite, remember if there's infinite amounts of. Remember, I don't know if you remember economics, but you know you you'd sort of have a certain amount of money you'd have to spend here and there, and you'd have to make decisions based on return and and uh, and expected demand. But if if you have infinite amounts of money, Larry, then you then you have infinite amounts of production capacity coming on stream. And, and you, you saw this in the oil business, where where you know we were spending about nine hundred billion dollars a year, almost twice what we were before the financial crisis, uh, building out our oil industry. Because again, there's infinite amounts of money, and there's massive amounts of overcapacity in China and elsewhere in the world. So I think it's fundamentally altering the supply and demand. And and so the more capacity, the more the more capacity you put on, the lower the profits over the long term, and, and and nobody makes any money. I think they fundamentally are completely altering the our economy and the world economy with what they're doing. Well, from a from a government standpoint, uh, these low interest rates are like a drug. They're like heroin. You know, how can it? How can they allow the interest rates to go up now? And it would throw our uh, our national uh, debt into just. Chaos. Yeah, look, yeah, I, and that's why we don't think we think it's going to be like the fifties, where the rates are just going to go up a little bit. I, I, I'm not one saying that. Hey, we need to get the ten year back up to five percent. I, I just think they've got to get off the zero bound and use the Taylor rule. I've had some conversations with Congressman Hensling, Chairman of the Financial uh, Services Committee, on this. I know they're concerned about the Fed in. And and I I think they they just the interest rates are too low and I don't believe an economy works well at zero interest rates. But these things, uh, you know, there seems to always be another excuse not to raise rates, another bad job. Well, before. you know, part of it, Larry, they're genuinely they're just paralyzed by the experiences of Japan in the '30s and the 1990s. I'm telling you, that's what it is. And they're and so they're so paralyzed that the economy is going to go down if they raise interest rates a half a point. They don't know what to do, and that's a mistake. Okay, so but in the end, I guess that's where we'll end up anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks again, Ted. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, they keep hoping the economy is going to catch fire, and it's not. And I think it's because we need to start doing some other things, like changing our taxes, 
increasing savings and just building the country up uh, in 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 reducing regulation. Now we've got a call coming in from Arch to seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. Hey Arch. Hi Ted, how are you doing today? Good. You had a question for us. Yes, on preferred stock. Mm-hmm. I'm in one with public public storage. Yes. It uh, pays six percent. I think the call date is uh, 2017. Okay. And I've got, I've been transferring it from my taxable account into my IRA since it's taxed at an ordinary income. Yes. Okay. And uh, which seems to be the right thing to do. Now, you can't put it into your IRA. I can't? I don't think you can, no. You, Hmm. you, You can only typically put cash into an IRA. I mean, I can put stock into an IRA. I, I, I don't. Let me check on that. I, I don't think you can though. Well, I'll, I'll double check for you. Okay. Okay. Let's go finish up with the question. Uh, well, my question is, uh, what's your thoughts on preferred versus bonds? Okay. You know, that's a good question. Preferred stock, you're going to get a higher yield. Now, the problem is, is the preferred stocks tend to have a very long. Maturity, so they might be a fifty-year preferred, mm-hmm. and so you have to be cognizant of that. And the other thing is, the preferred stock is higher, is is lower down, uh, the, the 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 protection. So the bond, your first thing is going to be your secure is going to be your bank loans, and then your secured debt. Uh, and then, then your bonds, and then your preferred, your subordinated bonds, then the preferred stock, and then the stock on the capital structure. So if there ever is a problem, you're going to take a hit pretty quickly uh, with with the preferred stock. Okay. It, it, but you can get a so. What I I don't mind preferred stock. What you want to do is get with a pretty safe group of uh, the preferred stock. And what I've kind of found with preferred stock is, you don't do junky preferred stocks, and in the real. Blue chip, triple A type of preferred stocks tend not to yield enough to justify the, the getting in them. It's that kind of sweet spot, sort of in the middle of of investment grade at the lower end of investment grade. Okay. And and I tend to like non financial preferred stocks because I I just think they they tend to be much more stable. Okay. Any thoughts on public storage? Yeah, they've done well. Uh, one thing I would do with that preferred stock is I would try to find something with a little longer. Uh, uh, call coverage, and the reason is if interest rates if interest rates stay low, they're going to call your stock or go lower, which is hard to believe, but they're going to call your stock in 2017. Uh, and 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 if they if if they go up, they're not going to call it, and, and so then you're going to be trapped in with no. And so what I would do is is if you can get a good deal on a preferred stock, I want to I want to have maybe five years or, or three or four three to five years of interest rates, and you just have about two left in that, if that makes sense. Yes. One of the secrets to one of the secrets to preferred stocks is managing that call date. And so if you have two preferred stocks, look at the one, and they're kind of all equal, uh, go with the one that's going to give you a little longer call protection because sometimes that, that, that'll make you a lot of money over the long term. Okay. So All right. I, w- I will check that out for you, uh, and if I don't get back on the air, uh, drop me an email at ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com, and I'll get you an answer on that. I'll try to get it to you ahead of time on the IRA. Uh, but preferred, they have a number of preferred stocks with public storage, if, uh, I th- if I remember right. And, and so, But it's a good company, and they've done well. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Arch. All right. Thank you, Ted. Bye. 
If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Let's take a quick break and be right back. Oh, oh we've got, okay, we're good, okay. So, uh, anyway, uh, the... That that's a, so. The question was actually on a preferred stock. In a preferred stock is a stock that just just to help our listeners out there, a preferred stock is a stock that pays just a dividend. A lot of companies have preferred stocks. So, if I own the the, the stock, we'll talk about GE in a minute. I'm going to talk about about GE. So, if GE has a preferred stock, they might have a preferred stock yielding six percent, and they're they're. Uh, their common stock might yield, say, 25 or 3%. Now, the dividend on the common stock will go up and down over time. If GE has problems, they might cut the dividend. If, it, if, if their earnings grow, they'll increase the dividend as earnings grow, as the company grows over time. So you get, you get an increase in dividend in, in common stock and, a, and an increase in, 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 in the value of the stock over time. Now, a preferred stock, all the preferred stock does is pay you the dividend. So the dividend's typically not going to change, and, and it's going to stay the same. So that's why you get your 6%, and you just collect your 6% money. So that's the difference between a common stock. Common stock, you, pro, you, you make money through growth and an increase in dividends. A preferred stock, you just get the, 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 the dividend, and then they give you your money back. And the preferred stock usually has a par value or a value. It's typically they're twenty-five dollar preferreds or fifty-dollar preferreds, and so if if you're paying, keep it. This is one other thing, Arch, to keep in mind too: is if you're paying, uh, if your call date is two thousand seventeen, and you're paying twenty-eight dollars for for the preferred, and 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 the it. it it, they, it's callable at look at the call price if it's callable at 25 or 26 then you lose money and you're better off selling it and getting another preferred stock so a couple things when you buy your preferred stock ask them what the dividend is ask what the call features are in in at the date the call date and at what price that'll give you an idea uh to uh, of of what you're looking at with the preferred stock, and if you talk to your broker, if you use TD Ameritrade or someone like that, you know they'll help you with this. But but preferred stock is a good way to get income. Uh, keep in mind though, if you lock in a low interest rate, the preferred stocks have very long maturities versus a bond. Something to think about. If you've got a question or comment, uh, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. I wanted to just touch base. Uh, GE. They did a big restructuring this weekend, and the stock was up uh, about 10% on Friday. Uh, what they're doing is they sold off their their real estate division, or they sold off part of their real estate for about 20, little over $26 billion. They have a, 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 a huge portfolio of about $275 billion portfolio uh, in in real estate, in loans, and other things. And what they're doing, that's called their GE Capital Division. GE has a couple parts. One's the industrial group, which makes turbines, oil equipment, oil and gas equipment, uh, imaging equipment for healthcare, and things like that. Then they have their GE Capital, which is it's a lending company. They, they're involved in real estate. They're involved in a number of things. The problem is GE Capital is so complex that, that, that no one really understands how it works, and 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 so GE is not been getting a premium valuation. So they're 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 getting they're 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 selling off GE Capital, and they're going to go back to being an industrial company, 
kind of full circle to what they started off on. And that they're still going to keep the financing for the GE finance for, for instance, uh, airplane engines or oil and gas equipment. They'll finance it for you. Uh, but what they're doing is is they're getting out of the other stuff. Now, here's the problem. A couple things. The GE finance generated about 42% of their profits last year. And, and they're, they're going to take that back down to about 25%. <laughs> Excuse me, as I'm choking here. <laughs> Thanks, Tanya. Uh, they're going to take that down out in, two, in 2016 and 17 uh, to to a much smaller part of the portfolio, and they're going to do a $50 billion stock buyback. Uh, now, here's the thing. GE right now has about a $275 billion market cap, give or take. Uh, in and if forty two percent of the va- of of the revenue is coming from g e finance uh i i think it, i think they're going to lose a lot of their earnings i mean in in if the, if they're just doing a a fifty billion dollar buyback plus some other stuff i think they're going to have a hard time with this g e has not been getting the growth over the last four years uh g e has grown at one point four percent uh earnings the the united technologies grown at four point nine percent and in honeywell has grown at sixteen percent a year so uh, i think we have to sit there and see how how they unwind this thing the jury's kind of out on it it's a very complex deal but I'm just kind of looking at the back of the numbers and thinking two hundred and seventy five billion dollars uh, of 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 market cap and they're, and they're going to lose forty they're forty two percent of their revenue uh, you know they're going to have to get forty two percent of the market cap in theory back it, but then they're going to try to make it up on PE stuff I, it's had a big run up to thirty uh, or uh, twenty eight and some change you know I I think it's difficult I think you have to kind of sit back on this one I think there's just better plays out there that's that's on the big restructuring of of GE it's one of the most widely held stocks out there but it really hasn't gone anywhere for a number of years um the the, the other subject I wanted to to touch base on yeah, is actually if, if by the way if you've got a number this is the last segment of the show if you got a question or comment give us a call at 713 713- Three three nine ten seventy. That's seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. The China made some big moves this week. The, the Chinese market is 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 has sort of melted up in China. The the A share market, which is kind of a closed market over there, and and uh, as the Chinese, they're not making any. Their Chinese are big savers in in, in China, and uh, they're not making. Actually, the Chinese are big savers everywhere, but. Uh, it's another story. The they're not the real estate market is going down. Uh, housing prices and real estate prices in China have been have been falling over the last couple of years, and it seems to be accelerating here. Uh, China has the biggest building boom the world's ever seen. As we talked about earlier in the show, uh, the numbers from the CIA are about forty two percent of of China's uh, economy is 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 infrastructure or or, or investment, and really. That that compares to about fifteen, about uh, twelve, thirteen percent for the United States, and so they've had this massive building boom. Now that it's falling apart, so they're running into into the into the stock market. There, China's now reduced by twenty percent the down payment people have to put down on houses. They're trying to stabilize it. They have a lot of debt, and the reason why we're talking about this is China's been the big driver for commodities, and now they're slowing down. And this is why you're seeing the global slowdown in commodities out there, this deflation. This is one of the reasons why a lot of people don't understand is the drop in oil 
usage by China is one of the reasons oil prices have come down. And so I think we want to watch China. I think we want to be real careful. I think China is a severe problem over there that's going to get worse. But in, but we want to watch it for oil prices. Now, uh, we looked at some numbers. We, we get a lot of questions during the week about what oil is going to do. A couple things I noticed. The market, but since the first of the year, oil has traded between $55 and $42 after trading at 100 last close to 100 last July. I'm still not quite seeing a comeback. We're seeing a good drop in, in rig prices. Uh, the, uh, on, on rig, the, the, the Baker Hughes rig numbers are down, uh, way down, and so we should start seeing a drop in production. What worries me is we've been putting about 900 in over 950,000 barrels in per, into storage over the last since the beginning of the year per day. That's going to have to work off. I'm not looking for a big increase in oil production, something to think about. A quick question. We're coming to the end of the show. If you haven't signed up for the free Max Out Savings Report, you can go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And you, and you can uh, sign up for the free report. If you need some help managing your 401k or your IRA, Go to the website and you can sign up for an appointment. I'll be happy to sit down with you and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. It's M-A-X-O-U-T savings.com. There's a lot of stuff to help you. And if you need, I'd like to help you with your retirement. If you're coming up on a job change, that's what we do is we roll, we'll help you roll over your 401k plan. Thanks a lot. I appreciate everyone listening to the Max Out Savings Show. We'll see you next week right here on 1070 KNTH. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.